Hey, I can't stop the feeling of being fired up about being at LifePoint Church on this Sunday morning. How many of you ready to turn up with me today? 8.45 was lit, so I am, I'm pumped about being here today. I feel kind of like a mosquito at a nudist colony. I'm so excited, I don't even know where to begin. Hey, I don't know if you've, you've heard this or not, but the word on the street is that LifePoint Church is the place to be. Now, Pastor Danny and I, we've been friends for years, but this is my, my first opportunity to be here, so I'm very grateful. I just wanna honor him and his family for this chance to be able to share with you here today, but uh, last week, you guys celebrated 10 years, so... If there's any party left in you, come on, give yourself a great big hand again. That is an amazing, amazing milestone. And then just a couple of days ago before Pastor Danny left to go out of town, I talked with him and he shared the good news that work has officially begun on the property where your new building is being constructed. So man, that is... That is incredible. And then, of course, you know, there's that Bible verse that says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to Life Point Church. So uh, you guys are, you're absolutely killing it. And I am, again, so, so very honored to, to be here with all of you. I'm new. And so I recognize that there is a lot that is going through your mind right now. You're, you're trying to size me up and get to know who I am. First and foremost, you're wondering, is this guy long-winded? And I, I get that. So I wanna just put your, your, your minds at ease here today so we can just enjoy this time together and we'll just see what, what God will do. I'm not very long-winded and that clock in the back will, will help me towards, towards getting you out of here as quickly as possible. And Pastor Danny mentioned that I pastored a church called High Point Church. And, and I, I just want you to know it's really important that I just clear the air on something. We named our church High Point Church before the state of Washington voted to legalize marijuana. <laughs> so we're, we're not talking about that kind of a high point. We're talking about Jesus, a relationship with Jesus is the high point of our life, and so uh, I have a beautiful wife. Her name is Alejandra. So I'm excited about being in Texas con mi familia, con todos mis tíos y primos, con la raza. It's exciting for me to be here, and and I've got two little boys. I've got a I've got a ten year old son named Dylan. And they're gonna put his picture up on the screen. Take a good look at this kid. He is amazing. He is next in line to be the 13th apostle. I'm telling you, this kid is just ridiculously amazing. I don't know how it's even possible. A few months ago, he's playing basketball and there's some kids that are kind of manhandling him. And I just... You know, I'm really competitive, and so I'm, I'm pulling him aside. Dylan, listen to me, son. 
When, when they do that to you, you need to make sure that you throw a little shoulder into them when you've got the opportunity or maybe an elbow, but don't let them push you around like that. And he looks at me and he says, but, but dad, that's not very Christian. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're, you're, you're right. So he, he's in line to be the 13th apostle. And then I've got a five-year-old son by the name of Micah, and there he is. Micah is a totally different story. <laughs> a few weeks ago, he was in kids' church, and, and they asked the class, him specifically, who is it that loves us and died for our sins? And Micah says, God. And the teacher says, well, that's so good, but, but he has a name. What's his name? And Micah just stands there blank-faced. And so the teacher's like, well, I'm gonna help him out. So she's like, juh, juh, juh. And Micah looks at her and says, juh, God. <laughs> so pray for us. We're, we're doing our best, but... We need a whole lot of help. So why don't you grab your Bibles with me here today and go to Philippians, Philippians chapter four. I'm continuing the series playlist and, and I'm gonna be talking to you here today on the subject summertime playlist, summertime playlist. But, but if there was a, a passage of scripture that our nation needs right now, that our community, your family, that it needs right now, it's Philippians chapter number four. We're, we're right now in, in just disconcerting times. The nation is so divided and almost chaotic and we need peace. We need peace in our nation. We, we need for stress to go away, anxiety to to disappear, we need the peace of God. And, and that's what Paul talks about here in Philippians 4. He says this, if you do these things. So let's pause there for a moment. He is already setting up a contingent type scenario. If you do these things, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts quiet and your heart at rest. And I feel like that's a word for somebody here today. I don't know who you are or what you're going through, but, but some people walked in here today that the inside of you, the exterior, you're looking, you're looking fly, you're looking good. I'm just gonna be honest. You're, you're, you're a very attractive audience. Didn't realize that People in Texas were this good looking. But anyways, on the exterior, you look so good, but, but inside, there's just a storm raging. The Bible says that his peace is gonna keep your thoughts quiet, your heart at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. Keep putting into practice all that you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then then the God of peace will be with you. If you do these things, then you're gonna experience God's peace that is more wonderful than you can even imagine. You're gonna, gonna quiet, you're gonna be at rest. The God of peace is gonna be with you. That's what we need. That's what I need. 
Without getting into a whole lot of details, man, I'm, I'm in a season right now in my life. My whole world has been turned upside down. I, I'm, I'm wrestling with more fear and anxiety the last few weeks than I have in years. But peace is available, and it's available for you. We just need a summertime playlist. I, I love technology. I love technology. For 12 years, I lived in Seattle, and so Seattle, as you know, is the, the home of Microsoft. It's the home of Amazon. I'm surrounded by, by cutting-edge technology there, but now, now that I've moved and relocated, I, I still love technology. I mean, yesterday, I'm gone from my crew just a few hours, and then my wife FaceTimes me because the boys are there, and they're wanting dad to to pray with them before they go to sleep. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm watching them, of course, Micah, the five-year-old, doing all kinds of things that he shouldn't. And Dylan just hands folded, praying over his brother. And, and I'm, I'm praying for them. And, and I, I just, I love technology. And, and one thing that I love the most about how technology has developed is the easy way that we can now compile and enjoy our favorite music. Now, it hasn't always been that way. I, I, I'm, I'm one that has been, over the course of my life, able to, I've been able to see the way that playlists have evolved. And I can remember a day that you would have to go out, if you were gonna compile and enjoy your favorite music, you would have to go out and you'd have to purchase a blank audio cassette. Now, if you're sitting beside somebody under the age of 30, just kind of take a moment and explain to them exactly what that is. And you'd, you'd get that blank audio cassette, and then you would come home, and you would find the, the boom box that has the side-by-side -side tape deck. And, and you would put in the cassette, turn to your favorite radio station, and then when your favorite song would come on, you would have to push that play and record button at the exact same time. Anybody know what I'm talking about here today? And, and you'd have to stand there for three to four minutes until the song concluded, and then you would hit the stop button and then repeat the process. And you'd have to sometimes wait for hours for your favorite songs to be played on the radio, and God forbid you're in the middle of doing dishes when the song comes on, or you're mowing the grass when the song comes on because you're gonna have to drop the dishes you're going to have to leave the lawnmower running and get as fast as you can to the boom box so you can record the song. If you miss it, you could be waiting around a long, long time. I can remember some mixtapes that I would make back in the day. They would, they would take me, they would take me hours, even days to put together, but, but listen, for me, it was worth the struggle. Mixtapes were life for me because when you are not very attractive or talented like I am, you needed a mixtape to help you as much as possible with the opposite sex. Yeah, that's right, but, but here's the deal. I wouldn't make mixtapes for girlfriends. 
I wouldn't make mixtapes for girls I'm in a long-term relationship with. I'm making a mixtape so I can just get a girl to go out on a date with me to Wendy's. It would go something like this. Hey, girl, I'm Jason. Made you this mixtape. I mean, I can't, as I think back on it now, the creeper status that was associated with me at that time is just really hard for me to even fathom. But listen, my rationale was simple. There is no way a girl can refuse a trip to Wendy's with me, the chance to get whatever she wants off of the value menu. There is no way that she is going to resist that, particularly when I give her a mixtape that has both All My Life by Casey and JoJo and Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. Hey, that's gold right there. And to you younger generation, I'm dropping the mic. I just helped you out amazingly. And, and then as we phase out of mixtapes, you know, we got CDs and, and that got a little bit better, but it was frustrated. You, you'd buy a, a CD that had 16 songs for two songs that you actually liked. And you'd, you, would, you would rip the two songs off that CD and then burn it onto a blank CD, then throw that old CD away. You'd do that till you filled up a CD that had all your favorite songs. You're good to go. But now... Now, this, this millennial generation has no idea how good they've got it. I mean, with iTunes, all you've got to do is drag and drop and bam, you've got a playlist. And that's why we've got playlists for absolutely everything. We got playlists for when we work out. We've got playlists for when we want to enjoy romantic time with our spouse. Come on, somebody. We've got playlists for when we clean the house. Now listen, my wife is a Latina. So whenever she goes to clean, she is cranking her clean the house playlist, which is almost all reggaeton, and will and will crank it as loud as possible. And as I'm walking up, the windows are vibrating, ready to explode. And I walk into the house and she's dancing all over. And I'm like, babe, what are you doing? And she's like, duh, I'm cleaning. And I'm like, no, you're not, you're dancing. But whatever the case may be, she's got a playlist for cleaning the house. And we've just, we've, we've got a playlist for everything. but. One of my favorite playlists ever, and, and I'm sure you've got one similar to it, is the, the summertime playlist. There, in, in my opinion, there is nothing like a summertime playlist. And, and you know what it is, what I'm talking about. It's, it's all the songs that we associate with summer. It's, it's the songs that it doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing, who we're with. It's the songs that when they come on, immediately we're transported to another place and we can smell suntan oil and feel the rays of light bronzing our skin. It's that, that summertime playlist, the songs that we're associating with, with good times and Beaches, bikinis, barbecues, carne asada, kicking back, 
taking it easy, low stress. It's the, the summertime playlist, and we love it because we intuitively know, we're, we're, we're instinctively drawn to this connection between stress and happiness. You see, when stress goes up in our life, happiness goes down. When, when anxiety goes up, our peace starts to disappear. But the opposite is true. When stress goes down, when anxiety and worry starts to go away, then our happiness comes and our joy comes and our peace comes. So if you're anything like me, you're always looking to crank that summertime playlist. I mean, Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Listen, a couple of months ago when he comes busting out at the Super Bowl at the end of January, beginning of February, most of the nation is buried under snow. They've got 14 foot of snow that they're trying to, to navigate through. And when he comes out singing about sunshine in his pocket and good soul in his feet, immediately everybody in the nation is transported away from the harshness of winter and in their mind, they're on the Lido deck of a cruise ship dancing around the swimming pool, having a big time. What's on your summertime playlist? For 12 years, I lived in the rainiest city in America. It rained every stinking day. Super depressing. So I was playing the summertime playlist all the time. Happy by Pharrell. It was on my playlist. Because when he starts singing, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof, I could close my eyes and the rain that had been falling the last 279 days just seemed to go away and I was feeling sun and I was feeling, I was feeling good. You can be buried under paperwork on the job. You could be at the hospital getting ready to be seen by the doctor. And when summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, when that comes on, you're just wanting to grab some sunglasses. Oh yeah. That's my jam, because it's the summertime playlist. You know, Kenny Chesney, Alan Jackson, Jimmy Buffett, any of their songs come on, and man, I'm feeling sand between my toes, hearing the waves crash against the shore, watching palm trees wave. I'm just enjoying relaxing. Maybe for your generation, it's California Girls by the Beach Boys. I don't know what's on your playlist, but we all need a summertime playlist. And for those of you that, that really love the stress-free existence or you would love just a few moments reprieve from all of the stress and all of the worry in your life, wouldn't it be great to have a summertime playlist year-round? Wouldn't it be incredible to have some way to break free from all the anxiety, all the discord, all of the fear, all of the worry, all of the pressure. You know, most of America would. Personal stress is at the highest rate that it has ever been in America since World War II, and it has surpassed car accidents as the leading cause of death. 
A few days ago, I was having dinner with some friends. He's a doctor, she's a pharmacist. And she said, Pastor, you would not believe how many people that you go to church with, work with, rub shoulders with at Target. You would not believe how many people are walking around dependent on benzos and Xanax. We have an epidemic in America, so much anxiety, so much stress. And probably a whole lot of you walked in here today dealing with that very same thing. But I've got very good news for you. Thankfully, our good God, the God that loves us, the God that formed us, the God that stamped purpose and greatness on our life, that same God has a summertime playlist for our life in his word that will shift our mood, that will reduce our stress, and that will flood us with peace. And the apostle Paul lists it out here in the book of Philippians, but he sets it up and we can't miss it. He says, if you do these things, the apostle Paul's like, listen guys, listen, we're gonna have stress, we're gonna have worry, we're gonna have anxiety, but listen, you can do one of two things. You can try to handle it the way that everyone else around you tries to handle it. You can try the substance thing, You can try the going from relationship to relationship thing. You can try the being an adrenaline junkie thing. You can try all of that, but I'm not sure that's gonna work out so well for you. But he says, if you'll do these things, then then the God of peace is gonna be with you. If you do these things, you're gonna know what it is to have peace come and flood you so much that your heart is gonna be at rest and your soul is gonna be quieted and you're gonna be able to stand still and you're gonna be able to stand strong if you do these things. So what is on the summertime playlist? Philippians 4 and verse number six says this, don't worry about anything. So the first thing that you need to add to the playlist of your life is refuse to worry. Refuse to worry. I'm starting here because of all the things we're gonna talk about in the next few moments, this is the hardest. Refuse to worry. I know what you're thinking. So much easier said than done. Refuse to worry. How is that even possible? Refuse to worry. But, but I'm starting to get some clarity about, about how that is possible, just, just dealing with my, my two little boys. You, you see, my 10-year-old is just now getting to the place where he is big enough to enjoy all of the roller coasters that dad likes to go on. Micah, my five-year-old, is not and is angry and frustrated that he can't go on the roller coasters. I I love roller coasters. In fact, while I'm here in San Antonio, I'm gonna try to get to Six Flags. I need a little adrenaline in my life. And and my little one, he's so mad because he wants to be on it. I'm like, look, Micah, you can't. I'm sorry, you will fly out of it. He's like, I don't care, I wanna go. I'm like, listen, Micah, hear me, you'll die. I don't care, I wanna go. But Dylan, my 10-year-old, he's, he's now big enough. And, and just a little while ago, we went to this amusement park together and, and we're like first in line when it opens. We go through the gate. He is grabbing my hand and is 
pulling me and he is going to the biggest, baddest roller coaster in the park. Come on, dad, come on, dad, let's do this. And he is pulling me around, uh, along and he, he's all excited and I'm, and I'm excited. I'm like, yes, my boy has reached a landmark moment in his life. This is awesome. I'm gonna get him in that front car and the, and the two of us, we're just gonna have an amazing time and he's, he's pulling me along and 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 I'm thinking surely he's got to have some degree of uncertainty worry and I'm watching him and nothing like he's determined we're gonna do this and I'm like Dylan how you doing son are you you doing all right yeah dad I'm, I'm so excited I said Look at that. Look how high that hill is. You sure you're ready for this? Hey, listen to those screams, son. You sure you got this? Yeah, dad, come on. And he's, he's holding my hand and he's pulling me along. And I'm thinking, how is this even possible? How is he not worried? And then I, I notice out of the corner of my eye that the entire time we're walking and he's holding my hand, he has got his eye on me. He is literally watching my every move. He is examining all of my facial expressions. He is reading all of my body language, studying my demeanor. He's holding my hand and he's got his eye on me. And it dawned on me, he's watching me because he trusts me. He's feeling peace because I have peace. He's not shaken because I'm not shaken. He's not worried because I'm not worried. And as long as he's holding my hand and he's got his eye on me, he knows if dad's with me and dad's good, then I'm going to be good. And, and, and in that moment, I realize that if I'm gonna have peace, if you're gonna have peace in our life, if we're gonna refuse to worry, our focus shouldn't be on the worry or refusing to worry. It really should be the goal is to trust God more. And when your trust goes up, your worry comes down. So I've come today to challenge someone here today to grab hold of your heavenly father's hand and to keep your eye on him and trust him. Look, whatever it is you're facing, it doesn't have God shaken. It's not caught God by surprise. He's not worried. He's not sweating it. He He's got it all under control. And so if you'll just hold his hand and lean in and keep your eye on him, that's why one writer said, I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Come on, we gotta get our eyes on our heavenly father here today. He is not at all worried about what it is that you're facing. We've just got to learn to trust him, to let go, to surrender, and to trust and that's why Jesus in Matthew chapter number six says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds, look at the flowers. If God cares so wonderfully for them, he's certainly gonna care for you. Why do you have such little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Who's gonna hire me? What am I gonna major in in college? 
Who am I gonna marry? How am I gonna pay all of these bills? Am I gonna get that promotion? He says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he's gonna give you everything you need. Listen to me today. Trust, trust, regardless of what you're facing, trust is the only antidote to worry, stress, and fear. We've gotta trust God. He's got you. He stands with you. He's fighting for you. He is true to his word. It is impossible for him to lie. If he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, he means it. If he said, I'm gonna provide for you, he means it. If he said that he would take care of you, he means it, trust God. The second thing that we need to add to the playlist of our life, we see there in Philippians four and verse number six, Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. That's the second thing on your summertime playlist, pray about everything, pray about everything. Now I know that this can be somewhat daunting to those of you that view prayer in an obligatory, religious, ritualistic kind of way. You're like, man, how in the world am I supposed to Tebow and change my voice and talk to God using big words that I don't normally use all the time? How am I supposed to do that about everything? But I wanna help shift your paradigm really quickly about the idea of prayer and specifically praying about everything in your life. Think of it like this, worry, when you worry, when you're pacing the floor at night, wringing your hands, working an ulcer in your stomach, unable to sleep, tossing and turning, when you worry, you are engaging in negative self-talk. You are talking to yourself in a negative way. This is what I do when I worry. I start thinking of all kinds of scenarios. I'm talking it to myself. Now, if you do this, then this could happen. And then if that happens, then this is gonna happen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and, and if they do this, then this is gonna be the result. And oh my God, I can't, I, I, that, that can't happen. I don't even wanna think about that. But if it does, then I'm gonna lose the house. And then, oh, and, and we're talking to ourselves, and, and it's negative. I'm talking to you about praying about everything. What we need to do is to shift that conversation, shift that communication away from that which is negative directed to ourselves to something that is positive directed to God. Prayer is simply talking to God who cares for you and who is going to help you. When I pray, if you would peek in on, on my, my alone time with God, it is not pretty, it is not, it is not religious, it is not ritualistic. I'm like, God, my world's falling apart! I got fired! I don't have enough money! She said no, even though I made the best mixtape of my life. I mean, 
mean, I'm just crying out to God. I am praying about everything. I'm casting my cares on him because that's what he said to do. There's an open invitation to come to him and unburden ourselves. Just lay it out to him. Lord, I'm going to talk to you. Lord, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to talk to myself negatively. I can't do anything about it, but I can talk to you and you can do something about it. And listen, what you choose to do, whether you're talking to yourself or talking to God, listen, what you choose to do reveals whether you think it is your problem or if you believe that it's God's problem. If you continue to worry, you're saying this is my problem. But when you start to pray and shift it to God, you're saying, you're my heavenly father. I'm a part of your family. You care for me. This is your problem. And God can take care of it. That's why Peter says, unload all of your worries on God since he is looking after you. The third and final thing that we need to add to the playlist of our life, we see it there in Philippians 4, 6. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him and thank him. The third thing on the summertime playlist of our life that will cause us such peace that we're not even gonna be able to understand it is to thank God in all things. Thank God in all things. Now, there is a huge difference between thanking God for all things and thanking God in all things. You do not have to be thankful for all things. There is a lot that has happened in my life. There is a lot that is currently unfolding in my life that I am not thankful for. I am not thankful for the fact that my 51-year-old father, who was also my pastor, and my best friend, I'm not thankful that he died unexpectedly and never got to meet my wife and never got to hold his grandsons. I am not thankful that I had to preach my father's funeral and bury him on my 26th birthday. No doubt you are not thankful for the passive-aggressive boss that overlooked you for the promotion and went with somebody else because of some silly issue that you had in the past or because of their insecurities or their controlling ways. No doubt you are not thankful for some of the baby mama drama that you're dealing with in your blended family. No doubt you are not thankful for a lot of the situations that are unfolding in the world around us, but we're not called to be thankful for all things, we are called to be thankful in, in all things. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. In everything, give thanks. Listen, no matter how bad things are, no matter how bad things get, you can always find something to be thankful for. In all of the tragedies, the complexities, the situations and circumstances of our life, we can find something to be thankful for and give thanks in all things. 
I'm going through hell right now, Jesus, but I thank you in all things for your mercy, for your grace, for all of your promises. I thank you for your presence. I thank you that I can live a life of fulfillment. I thank you, God, that you've put a church around me that loves me and supports me. I thank you, God, that you've given me good health. We can thank him in all things. And I found this, that grateful people, we're talking about more happiness, more joy, more peace in our life. Grateful people are happy people because of where they direct their focus. Happy people, they're not, they're not waiting on perfect circumstances. They did not have lives that are, that are devoid of problems. They're not waiting on ideal circumstances for some perfect scenario. They're just thankful, thankful in all things, focusing, focusing on him, holding his hand, keeping their eye on him, focusing on him, focusing on trusting him, focusing on bringing their worries and casting their cares on him, focusing on being grateful and offering up thanks. Listen, those of you that are seeking that perpetual summertime playlist, that endless peace, that endless comfort, seeking what we talked about here today. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Job said it best. He said, obey God. Obey God and be at peace with him. This is the way to happiness. Obey God and be at peace with him. This is the way to happiness. I'm believing, I'm believing for things to turn around in your life, but in the meantime, in the meantime, let peace come. Let his presence chase away anxiety, worry, and fear. Let his peace come. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I wanna pray for some of you here today. If you're here, you came in, there's a storm raging in your life. You're dealing with anxiety, you're dealing with such a lack of peace, you're, you're going through hell. You realize you need, you need the God of peace to be with you. If that's you, I wanna pray for you, but I wanna know who I'm praying for. Would you mind just slipping your hand up in the air? You're just gonna acknowledge, thank you. Many hands are being raised. I, I need the peace of God. I need his peace in my life. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Jesus, for your peace and for your presence that's here even now. Thank you for the work that you are doing in this place. You have brought us here for a reason and for a purpose, and you're gonna, you're gonna turn things around. But in the meantime, I pray that you would help us, Jesus. Help us to trust you. You're our good, good Father. Help us to trust you. Help us to, to, to bear our hearts to you pray about everything. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be grateful and flood us with peace, Father. Flood us with peace. Heads remain bowed and eyes remain closed. There's one more group of people that I want to talk to today. I want you to think about what Job said. Obey God and be at peace with him. This is the way to happiness. When you heard that, you recognized that you're not where you need to be with God right now. Maybe you've never been a person of faith. You've never surrendered to Jesus. Or maybe at one time you followed him, but some things kind of got in the way and you realize you're far from him. And today you want to turn that around. You want happiness. 
and you're ready to surrender, you're ready for a fresh start and a new beginning. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right where you are? Nobody's looking around, but I wanna give you the chance today to surrender. Thank you, there's many hands that are being raised. Thank you so much, I see you. I see you, we're gonna pray together right now. Thank you, so many hands are raised. God's doing something special in this place. I want us to all pray this prayer. Pray it with me, everybody. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the one true God. And right now, in this moment, I surrender. I give you my heart and I give you my life. Forgive me, make me clean, make me a new person. I wanna follow you the rest of my life. Teach me your words, show me your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, LifePoint, let's clap our hands and let's thank God here today.